All right. Welcome back to Romans, everyone. Um, Get a little bit of a late start, but that's okay. Small class today, uh, which which is all right. We'll work it out. Hopefully, we'll be a little bit bigger next week. But um, we'll be in Romans, the second part of chapter four. But before you turn there, let's start in chapter one, um, and I'll just open us up in prayer. Father God, we thank you once again for allowing us to have your word and have it in our language that we can understand. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to come together and um, look through it and to study it and to learn about it as a group and as a body. Lord, I pray that we can apply it to our lives. I pray that we can use it to guide us um, as your wisdom and knowledge. And I pray that we can just learn from every piece of it step by step as we go through, not just in Sunday school today, but in the sermon and Wednesday nights and any time we get together with two or more, Lord, I pray that we can learn from your word and it can guide us. We pray for those that are feeling under the weather. We ask you to help them heal, rejuvenate them, Lord, and bring them back as we need them as part of our body. We thank you in Jesus' name. All right, um, I know we do a lot of reviews in this class, but let's do some more. We just want to keep in mind as we're going through Romans um, that it's, it was one, one letter written to the church in Rome from Paul that uh, he had a lot to express and a lot to explain to them, and he was obviously very eager and excited to do so. So in chapter 1, um, can, can anyone give us a first rundown of the first half of that chapter? Remember what we went through and what Paul talked about? Chapter 1 there, go ahead and flip to it. You can see it starts with his greeting. And he doesn't beat around any bushes, he gets right to the point. What was Paul doing in chapter 1 there? What was he telling that church? What did he want to do? What was his intention? Yep, Romans chapter 1. We're just looking at it, at it real quick as a quick review. Trying to remember what Paul was doing in the first half of that chapter, just verses 1 through 17, what he was explaining to who he's writing to. Thankful for the testimony, yeah. He's, has he met these people before? Did he start this church? Paul's writing to a church he hasn't been to. He wants to go there. He expresses his feelings for wanting to be there. He wants them to know that right up front. And he tells them why in verse 16 and 17. Absolutely, preach the gospel. Obviously, they've heard, they've been talked about, word spreading around the world uh, about them, and he's eager to be with them. 
He wants to teach them, but he also wants to be blessed by them and learn from them too. And then the second half of the chapter, 18 through 32, what are we looking at there? What is Paul going over with them? Yep, Mike's right, the wrath of God for the unrighteous. He lays it out very plain and obvious there. Um, He explains that. Evidence of God is, is there on earth for everyone to see. There is no one without, there's no one with excuse to say that there's not God. He goes over what God does with those who continue in those ways, right? We read again and again, he hands them over, hands them over, he hands them over to their depraved minds. The end of verse, or the end of chapter 1, verse 32, um, is one I always consider remembering because uh, it's very, very relevant in today's world. And although they knew the ordinance of God, that those who practice such things are worthy of death, they not only do the same, but they also give hearty approval to those who practice them. Question, yeah. Who are they? The world of unbelievers as a whole. That's okay. That's okay. That's review. We're, we're doing review. Into chapter 2, Paul switches gears there and switches the focus from those who, who listened to what he said in one and said, that's not me. I don't, I don't do those things. I don't participate in those type of worldly activities um, I'm, I'm better than that, and a lot of this was the Jewish uh, culture. Um, I, I'm sure there was some Greek as well that would say, nope, I don't, I don't do that. I hold myself to a higher standard. So in chapter 2, Paul turns to someone who would be more of a moralist, someone who thinks that their righteous deeds are what's guiding them through this life and will earn them uh, any salvation in the end. So we see in, in chapter 2... Um, in the beginning of that chapter, a lot about that, and, and Paul goes into detail about that as well, and the, the believers versus the unbelievers versus those, those who do good for themselves and consider it glory for themselves, and then those who are actually believers, and the good that they do is, is God's good with Christ in them. It discusses those who um, may have never have heard the law, Remember that? Paul went over in in detail about that, that um, they don't have an excuse either because the law of God is written on their hearts. Um, They are held to a standard that um, their conscience either accuses them or defends them. And we talked through that before as well, that uh, everyone has a conscience. We were born with that. We are made in the image of God. And um, that is what accuses us. And, and the more, as a human, that we go against that conscience and continue to do evil things, 
um, the less our conscience accuses us and the more it starts defending us for doing those things. Um, so Paul goes over that. He continues to go on and talk about the benefit of being a Jew and if it is any benefit of all. And the answer was yes, absolutely, right? The, the huge benefit is that they were trusted with the oracles of God. Um, there was many promises made to the Jews um, that, that does put them in a position that, that is to be desired, but um, we, we continue on that the, in chapter 3, the whole world is guilty um, of, of these sins no matter what because the law is there and it begins to point out that the law doesn't lead to salvation. The law is what leads people to believe and realize that they are, they are all sinful and that our standards just aren't holy. God's standards are holy. Paul continues on in 3, and uh, I love the verse chapter nine, or verse 9 in chapter 3, sorry. What then, are we better than they? Not at all, for we have already changed, uh, charged that both Jews and Greeks are all under sin. And then 10 through 18, we went into detail over that, on who is, who is good, who is righteous, who seeks for God. And we remember the answer being that all, all have turned aside. And there is none who does good, not even one. Mark went into depth about that, and we talked through that. And Paul just continues to go on this path through this, um, through this chapter, through one through three right here, on the sinfulness of man, where everyone stands, no matter what their background and their belief and what they've done in their life. <coughs> Excuse me. Down through verse 20, through the law comes knowledge of sin. And Paul's taking a long time to lay this out. Paul wants to dig their foundation deep. He wants to lay it so it's sturdy and strong. Um, and he takes, he takes up until verse 21 to get to that in chapter 3. Then he begins explaining what the gift of God is in the middle of chapter 3 there towards the end and what the gift of the propitiation was through his blood, through faith, demonstration of his righteousness. We learned that in chapter 3. That was really, really great news. Paul went on to Explain from there, from that point, from that gift being given from God, that it has nothing to do with our own works. It has nothing to do with what we have done and, and before or after salvation. There, there's no part of it that we take because he goes on to explain about boasting and that it's excluded and that we can't claim that there's anything that we have done in ourselves through all that, through any of it. He would be the just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. And then Paul asked, do we nullify the law through faith? Of course, may it never be. And we know that. We've heard that many, many times. And Paul's needing to teach it to this church. 
and we need to apply it still today to our lives. Very important. This is all stuff we want to be able to express outside of this class, that we want to be able to share um, in uh, a private conversation with someone who um, is lost and needs Christ in their life. And we, I, I know there's more people in my life that I know that way than I know that are saved. There's a lot in, in the first three verses that are just so crucial and so extremely important. And we're going slow through this so that we can learn it. We're not going to pick up everything. We're not going to learn every single detail and understand it all as well as we should. But after, after we go through it, we should know more about it. And it will sink into our hearts. Even if we can't remember exactly what we went over in verse by verse or what he said here or there, that's okay because when it comes to those conversations that God leads us to, he's going to give us the words. He's going to help us remember stuff that we can't remember on our own. Our, our memory is, is not as good as we would all like, but that's what we're here doing, and that's what we continue to do with each other. And it, it's, it is fun, and it is enjoyable. Into chapter 4, um, I did miss those classes, but I, I caught up with them um, over the, the audio recordings, and we talked about Abraham, the forefather, forefather according to the flesh, we went through what his life was about. We, we started in the beginning, and um, they're talking about his, his faith and, and what David said, blessed are those whose lawless deeds have been forgiven and whose sins have been covered. Blessed is the man whose sin the Lord will not take into account. Faith was credited to Abraham as righteousness. And when, when it happened was important. This was very important for, for the Jewish community to realize that the faith was credited to Abraham um, well before he was circumcised. Uh, at this point, where Paul's writing this to the church, it's, um, it's been manipulated to the Jews to where they think the, the circumcision is the salvation. It, it does earn it for them, and they have that through it. And a lot of them have forgotten that it, it's a sign, it's a symbol um, of what they were chosen for. And so chapter 4 is getting into that, and it's leading us up um, into verses 16 through the end of the chapter, through 25. Um, and that's what we're going to go over today. And my plan is today that I have, I have some handouts I'm going to pass out that uh, I would like as a class for us to try um, dissecting parts of this passage ourselves. So I'm going to split us up into a couple groups and hand you out these handouts. And then I want the group to work together. Two groups, that's it. But I want the groups to work together to answer some of these questions. And we'll start writing down the answers. Everyone can write them down. Depending on time today, we may have time to go over them. Um, and if not, that's okay, because I'm going to pick up next week, and we're going to finish the chapter through next week. So I do want to read through it right now, uh, just 16 through the end of the chapter. And then today we're going to go over in the two groups. One's going to go over verses 16 and 17, and then the other group's going to go over 18 through 22. 
And um, again, I'm just changing it up a little bit. We've been doing the same style of class for a while, and it's working. And I'm going to disrupt that, so I'm sorry. We're going to try it and see if, see if it works well. If not, we don't have to go back to it. Uh, but if it does um, change things up and, and we enjoy that, then it's something we can look at doing once in a while. That's, that's what we'll do. So again, in, in chapter 4, talking about Abraham's life, when righteousness was accredited to him, uh, when the circumcision was done, picking up in verse 16, Paul writes, For this reason it is by faith, in order that it may be in accordance with grace, so that the promise will be guaranteed to all the descendants, not only those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all, as it is written, a father of many, many nations, I have made you in the presence of him who he believed, God who gives life to the dead and calls into being that which does not exist. In hope against hope, he believed so that he might become a father to many nations according to that which had been spoken. So shall your descendants be. Without becoming weak in faith, he contemplated his own body, now as good as dead, since he was about a hundred years old in the deadness of Sarah's womb, yet with respect to the promise of God, he did not waver in unbelief, but grew strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully assured what God had promised, he was able also to perform. Therefore, it was also credited to him as righteousness. Now, not only for his sake was it written that it was credited to him, but for our sake also, to whom it will be credited. As those who believe in him, who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead, he who was delivered over because of our transgression and was raised because of our justification. So there's another awesome passage. Gotta love it. There's a lot, there's a lot there. Um, again, I'm going to split us up, and we're going to start dissecting it and going over it. So, get my handouts here. So we've got four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Perfect. So let's take one, two, three, four, five, six. You, you six on this side will be group A, and then this will be group B. And um, A's on the front and B's on the back. And I'll pass these out, and you can start filling out, filling out the answers together. I want you guys to group up, go sit together, and um, work, work through these answers. And I'll be there to help. I'll be assisting, and we'll see what we can come up with. <laughs> Do your best. Do your best. Okay, what's your question? Yeah. <laughs> You guys are A. You guys are B over there, right? You're doing B, B questions? Okay, great. Um, I'm going to bounce back and forth and help. I was hoping Mark was here, but that's okay. I'll, I'll do both. So um, look through the questions, and you guys can discuss what you think. And you don't all have to write the same answer down. It's fine. Uh, if you do like the answer that you... That someone comes up with, write it down. Um, they don't have to be exactly right. We're going to talk about it. If if you're wrong, it's not. You're not going to fail the class or anything. So. 
This one's the first, your first question is probably a good one to talk about together. Like, what would that mean to you? Because it's, it's going to be a little bit harder to find direct answers straight from the word. But, good. <laughs> and hope against hope. It's good to think. It's good. We'll get those brain, brain juices flowing here. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. You're on the right track. Good job, Laura. That's that's on the right track, definitely. I heard you ask the right question, Jess. That you had to go back to find out what the reason was for. That's okay. And we just did the review for for part of these answers too. So. We were in chapter four, we just went through one through three, um, and a lot of that's about what's in one through three. Well, if you look back even one verse from 16, um, that verse 15 there really does summarize chapters one through three, what the law does, for the law brings about wrath. And that's, Paul took so much time going over that and explaining that. And we don't do the law by faith mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because it's in through grace. That's good. Correct? That's great. That's great. <laughs> I have to read the, <laughs> I have to read it to process it. <laughs> yep. You're picking it up. Paul set it all down. You're just picking that up. And, and yeah, those are the reasons he's saying this. <laughs> That's good. You're working down the page. <laughs> hey, like you said, get the first one done and then they start rolling. So, good job. <laughs> That's good. Yep. Yeah. Think about God making a promise when you. Right. And it hasn't happened. Getting a promise of having children at 75. Yeah. And then you got to wait 25 more years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's one. Like Amazon two day delivery. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I like your red pen, Jess, because I can see. (laughs) (laughs) Right? You remember that? Right? Yeah. Even though righteousness was credited to him ahead of time. (laughs) He, He was far from perfect. He was very far from it, wasn't he? <laughs> Every day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, dear. But don't roll your eyes. Just close them. 
<laughs> Good catch, Laura. Good catch. I saw four there, so I thought you were in chapter four. <laughs> Did we get everyone's brain juices flowing then this morning? At least a little bit, a little bit more than when you walked in the class. Well, thanks. <laughs> yeah, thanks for participating. That'll wrap us up today. We will go over your answers next week. We'll, we'll be sharing them back and forth. We need the answers to finish the chapter as well. Um, and, and I'll plan on, um, we won't get in groups again, but we'll discuss, you know, what'd you come up with for this answer? And, and that way you guys can write down some of the stuff that they found, and then they'll, they'll write down some of the stuff that you found as well. Um, I'll talk about what I found in there, and, and then we'll wrap up. So um, come ready to think again, and uh, you don't have to necessarily come up with the answers as much this time, but it'll, it'll make you think through what you, what you found and what the other group found, and then what all this means. Okay, so that, that wraps us up today. Um, yeah, we got a little bit, little bit of time before the sermon starts, so we can finish in prayer for this class, and then we can take a break and go get some coffee and some snacks.